Hello there, welcome back. My name is Stephanie Safarian, and you're listening to another episode of Sustainable Minimalists, a twice-weekly show about intentional and eco-minimalist living. On today's show, we are discussing all things trash bags. And if, as I'm saying that, you're thinking to yourself, oh, heck no, that sounds so boring. If that's you, you have not heard me talk about trash bags before. Today, I am bringing you back to high school. We are doing a good old-fashioned lesson. I used to be a high school teacher, and this is going to be so much fun. And before we get started today, I am offering you an entry ticket into class, so to speak. So you walk in the door, you have to choose one. If you had to choose right now, before hearing the information in today's episode, which of the following trash bag options do you think is the best one, the most eco-friendly one? So another way of saying that is, if you had to choose a trash bag, which type would you buy? Okay, here are your four choices. Choice number one, your common plastic bag. Choice number two, a biodegradable trash bag. Choice three, a compostable trash bag. And choice four, a trash bag made from recycled plastic. So really quick, if you had to buy a trash bag, which one's the best? Choice one, common plastic bag. Two, biodegradable. Three, compostable. Or four, one that's made from recycled plastic. Make your choice. And now let's talk about trash bags. We want a trash bag that's number one, strong, right? It has to be water resistant. We don't want spillage all over our kitchen. It should have a drawstring. It should fit nicely around our trash basket. We want all the things. And we've traditionally bought the traditional plastic bag, choice number one on today's entry ticket. However, if you pick number one, I'm sorry to say that is not the correct answer as to the most eco-friendly option. There are plenty of problems associated with plastic bags. And if you're a new listener, welcome. But if you have been listening for a while, you likely already know that trash bags in particular are made from low-density polyethylene usually, which is manufactured using fossil fuels, which are non-renewable resources. So what does that mean? That means that fossil fuels are pulled from the earth and emit greenhouse gases in the process of that pulling to create a bag that we stick our trash in. Plastic bags also break down into microplastics, which are increasingly contaminating our oceans, harming our animals, harming ourselves, entering our food supply. Microplastics are a huge problem. So if you chose number one, the traditional plastic bag, I'm sorry to say you are incorrect, but stay with me because we're moving on to choice number two. Choice number two in our entry ticket today was the biodegradable trash bag. Okay, so you've probably heard the term biodegradable all over the place in the last few years. It sounds so eco-friendly, doesn't it? Biodegradable. It sounds lovely. What does it mean, biodegradable? In order for any item, not just a trash bag, but any item on the market, in order for that item to be labeled correctly as biodegradable, the item must, quote, completely break down and return to nature, which means decompose into elements found in nature within a reasonably short period of time. Okay, sounds great. We all want stuff to break down and return to nature. Sign me up. Well, Of course, there are some problems with the term biodegradable. The first problem is that it means very little. 
Almost everything is biodegradable, given enough time. Another problem is that the term is so overused, it is a greenwashing staple. The state of California even outlawed the use of the terms biodegradable and degradable and decomposable, or any form of those terms, because of all of the greenwashing abuse going on around them. I'll just say personally, whenever I see a product in a store and in gigantic letters, it says biodegradable with no other accompanying words or third-party certifications, my spidey sense always goes off. Biodegradable is very similar to the all-natural marketing terms, usually on food. All-natural usually signals to me that food was made of natural elements, but it was made in the lab, not quite natural, according to my definition of natural. Okay, so biodegradable means very little as a term. It's overused, and it's a greenwashing staple. And also, the term is not well-regulated at all. Nobody's monitoring to see if on the products that say they're biodegradable, if they're actually biodegradable. The term is becoming more regulated. It's slowly changing, but it's not well-regulated. And finally, my fourth problem with the term biodegradable is that the conditions of a landfill are not amenable to degradation, to biodegradation, right? There's no oxygen. There's no sunlight. It's airtight by design. No sunlight, no oxygen means no breakdown. So if you choose choice number two, the biodegradable trash bag, I'm sorry to say you would be incorrect. I suggest you skip all trash bags marketed as biodegradable. Again, the term is not well-regulated, and if you see it on something as of right now in 2022, it's often nothing more than a marketing gimmick. Now we are moving on to choice number three on today's entry ticket, which was the compostable trash bag. First off, if you're wondering what the difference between biodegradable and compostable is, number one, the term compostable is well-regulated. The term biodegradable, not well-regulated. So if something says it's compostable, that means that it will break down within a defined period of time and become an element of usable compost. So it will be a soil amendment. So both biodegradable and compostable indicate that something should break down in less than a year into elements found in nature. Okay, so they both mean the same in that regard. But compostable goes a step further because compostable items will break down into something that can be used as a soil amendment. So the pros to the compostable trash bag. Pro number one, plant-based materials are generally used to make the compostable bags they leave behind fewer greenhouse gases and toxic chemicals that leach into soil when they break down. They also do not produce any of those pesky microplastics because there's no plastics in sight. Big pro. Pro number two. There are very few, if any, fossil fuels extracted from the planet to create the compostable bags. Lovely. We need to reduce our reliance on fossil fuels if we're serious about curbing global warming. Pro number three, compostable bags are the gold standard if you're collecting compostable waste. So if you send your compost to an industrial facility, you can put your compost in a compostable bag, 
Just make sure, by the way, that the bag says it is industrially compostable. And similarly, if you compost at home, you can put your scraps in a home compostable bag to keep your bin clean. Now, this is a bit off topic, but some people who compost collect their food scraps in a bag. Some people swear by the bag for mess prevention. I am one of those people. Anything that enables me to compost without overwhelm means I'm going to compost more and I'm going to embrace it. Some people don't compost with a bag. Your choice. Your compost pile, your choice. Also, I should say here too that compostable trash bags are great for holding other stuff. How often do we use trash bags to hold our kids' stuffed animals or to hold clothes that we're going to donate? I see compostable bags working really well for those items that you store in trash bags. When you're done with the bag, you compost it. No waste to see here. Amazing. Now, of course, as with anything in life, there are cons to the compostable bag. Compostable bags will not compost appropriately in a landfill because as we've already established, landfills are airtight by design. So no sunlight, no oxygen, no composting. If you are using a compostable bag to hold a bunch of non-compostable items, what good is it then to have a compostable bag? And if we're not looking to amend or improve soil because, hello, a landfill is not a garden, the compostable quality, the characteristic, the selling point of a compostable bag is somewhat moot, isn't it? The second con to compostable bags is that Plant-based plastic alternatives are made from plant materials like corn and soy, and so compostable trash bags suffer from the same problems as any crop that's cultivated in mass quantities. So these crops are often grown in monocultures that diminish biodiversity. They perhaps required synthetic fertilizers, synthetic by the way meaning they were derived from fossil fuels, and those synthetic fertilizers, herbicides, pesticides, often cause soil degradation, pollution runoff, etc. So those are the two cons I have for you for the compostable bag. If you are buying compostable bags, it is of utmost importance that you are certain they are actually compostable. Look for the third-party certification. We're not going to get into specifically what these three certifications mean, but just know that these three certifications are the gold standards in certifying that the compostable item is indeed compostable. So you want to look for the ASTM D6400 certification. It essentially means that it will compost, it will become compost in 180 days, and that the final product will not harm the surrounding ecosystem. So ASTM D6400 certified or BPI certified, which is essentially the American equivalent to the ASTM certification, or TUV certified, which is essentially the UK equivalent to that certification. So if you're buying compostable, you need a third-party certification on it because how much harm would you be doing if you bought something that said it was compostable but was really just made of plastic? You seek to compost it. It eventually breaks down into microplastics in your garden. Oh, heck no. So lots of pros to compostable bags. There are lots of brands on the market. I've tried a lot of them. I would say that they all perform the essential functions of a trash bag. They're strong. They're not going to spill trash all over your kitchen. There's the bio bag. That's one. I personally, again, I've vetted a lot. I use hold-on bags in my own home. 
I find hold-on bags to be perfect when I'm doing yard cleanups because they're home compostable, right? So I'm a home composter. So I put compostable items in the bag as I'm cleaning up my dirty, messy yard. And then I compost the bag and its entire contents with very little effort. Amazing. Hold-on bags, they're BPI certified, as we just discussed. You need to find a compostable bag that is third-party certified. And again, they're strong. I stuff an awful lot of trash in my trash bags because I am geekily militant about sending as few bags to the landfill as possible each week. So I try, and sometimes I succeed, sometimes I don't. But in my household, we try really hard to put two weeks worth of trash into one trash bag. I like hold-on bags because they are strong enough to be jam-packed with two weeks worth of heavy trash. And again, I've never had a spillage. Now, really quick, this is off topic. (laughs) We are not talking about snack bags today, but I do want to mention that I also love their snack bags. They have non-plastic, gallon-sized bags, non-plastic, compostable snack bags. We are not discussing these little baggies today, but I did want to mention this because this is such a game changer in my home. Those bags are so convenient, but the plastic ones have the BPA problem, the toxicity problem. Hold-on's bags are made from plant-based fibers, and when they've reached the end of their lives, and you can reuse them, by the way, so reuse that little bag as much as possible, but then when they've reached the end of their lives, you just snip off the top, and I just throw it in my home compost pile. Easy peasy. All right, so we are going to take a break for this week's sponsors. When we get back, we are going to talk about the fourth and final choice in our entry ticket, which of course is the bags made from recycled plastic. If you've been paying attention, you've likely heard something about gut health and why zoning in on your gut health is so darn important. You need EQ's Daily Women's Microbiome Defense. It's a three-in-one capsule that supports your digestive health and promotes gut barrier protection. I started taking EQ's Daily Women's Microbiome Defense because I have a bloating problem, friends. Yes, I do. Inflammation is not my friend. Since taking one capsule a day on an empty stomach with water, I have noticed more energy, improved skin, and here's the big one, reduced bloating. Head to myeq.com and use code SUSTAINABLE for 15% off Equilibria's microbiome defense and so much more. That's myeq.com and use code SUSTAINABLE at checkout for 15% off site-wide today. And we're back. We are discussing all things trash bags. Let's go back to today's entry ticket. We first discussed the common plastic trash bag, not the best choice. We then discussed the biodegradable trash bag, again, not the best choice. Then we went on to the compostable trash bag. There are some definite benefits to the compostable trash bag if and only if you find one that's certified. And finally, we are on to the trash bag made of recycled content. Now, again, this is similar. I'm just going to spoiler alert you all. The bag made from recycled content is just as good as the compostable bag with some caveats. So let's get into those caveats right now. First of all, for anybody who's a little bit confused, what is a bag made of recycled plastic? 
It is a trash bag that's made from plastic that has already been produced. The pros to such bags are that they require fewer virgin resources. So not zero, and we'll talk about that and the cons in a minute. But one major pro of recycled plastic bags is they require fewer virgin resources, fewer fossil fuels. A second pro, which I think is probably the biggest pro of all, is that if you purchase bags made with recycled plastic, that is supporting, that is a vote for your wish to see a more robust market for recycled plastic items. That can help reduce overall plastic waste. And because, again, plastic production is predicted to increase even more in the next 10 years. So we need to invest in systems that will effectively get more plastic out of the waste streams and into the recycling reuse streams. Okay. Now, as with all things, there are cons. The first con to a bag made of recycled plastic is that, to my knowledge, there is not a 100% recycled plastic trash bag on the market that also functions as a trash bag. (laughs) So what am I saying? Most bags on the market have some percentage of recycled content, but the remaining percent is made from virgin plastic. Okay, so... The best choice would be a 100% recycled trash bag, but there isn't one that works as you'd want it to work. I know that Grove Collaborative did sell a 100% recycled trash bag in the past. However, something's changed and the reviews are terrible. So if you use that bag, I want to hear from you. Shoot me an email. Email's in the show notes because I have some personal questions about that. Okay. Of course, the 100% recycled trash bag is also one that you don't have to buy, which is the plastic bags that you have in a tote under your kitchen sink. We're going to get there in a couple minutes. But another con to the recycled trash bag is that they don't really fit in a plastic-free household. So if you're like me and you are philosophically opposed to plastic, not just for the microplastics problem, but also for the BPA problem, for the potential toxicity problem, recycled plastic bags with a bit of virgin plastic in them, that just doesn't align with your values. Recycled plastic bags are still contributing to the major microplastic problem that our planet faces. So that is something to consider. All right. So if recycled plastic bags are for you, the number one rule to consider is the percentage of the bag that's actually made from recycled materials. Again, I alluded to this earlier, but in most cases, only a portion of the bag uses recycled plastic. So one company, one trash bag, may use significantly more recycled materials than another brand. It's also, I think, really important to dig deep into the brand. A conscious consumer would likely look into other environmental steps that the manufacturer is taking to reduce their impact. Is the brand dedicated to sustainability? Is it a forethought that's embedded into the company's mission? Or is it an afterthought that's just there to garner more sales? So here's an example. Glad, which is a very popular trash bag brand here in the United States, it's owned by the Clorox company. 
The Clorox company is owned by mega corporation Procter & Gamble, by the way. But Glad is one brand that now sells trash bags made from recycled plastic. But if you read the fine print, the bags are only made with 50% post-consumer recycled plastic. So half of the bag. The other 50% of that bag is virgin plastic. So that means that half the bag, essentially, is made from fossil fuels that were extracted from our planet with the sole intent of creating that trash bag. I'm going to let that sit for a minute. I suppose you could say that it is 50% better than just using a traditional plastic bag. Somewhat better, marginally better. But compare that bag made from 50% post-consumer recycled plastic with Green Poly. Green Poly is a recycled plastic trash bag maker. According to their website, 80 to 90% of each bag is made from post-consumer recycled plastic. 80 to 90, compare that with 50. But that still means, though, that 10 to 20% of each bag is made from virgin plastic. In this case, in Green Poly's case, it's virgin polyurethane, which is what a normal plastic bag is made from. So some things to consider there. Let's go back to our entry ticket into class today. If you chose option number three, compostable, or option number four, recycled plastic, you would be correct with some caveats. Let's go back to Stephanie's handy dandy grading rubric to grade your trash bags going forward. And let me just say, so many of you have written to me, you listened to my episode on eggs, you all loved my grading rubric, so I'm bringing it back for this episode. You're in high school, if you care about your grades and you really want that A, what is the A action? You want your A, maybe an A+, you studied all night. (laughs) If you want an A, you have to first remember that the most eco-friendly trash bag is the trash bag you didn't use because you didn't need it. Landfills are overflowing and waste is piling up. According to the EPA's most recent data, the data is from 2018, so it's not all that recent, but it's the most recent. The United States generated 292 million tons of waste, which is the highest amount on record. To get that A, What you need to do is you need to reduce the amount of trash you send to the landfill as much as possible. And if you're thinking to yourself, I already did that, Stephanie. Duh, I already got my A. No, no, no. You need to reduce even more. Reduce, reduce, reduce. And then, you still haven't gotten the A yet, by the way. Then, for the trash that you do create, for the little trash you create, You're going to reuse bags you already have lying around the house. So that bin of plastic bags from the pharmacy that you keep under the sink, you're going to use those even though they're not all that convenient, even though they're small, even though they don't have the drawstring, even though they don't fully fit in the trash can, even though they're not glamorous, reuse, reduce, recycle not glamorous, but they are the tenets of sustainable minimalism. So if you want the A, number one, reduce your trash to as little as humanly possible, and then you're going to reuse bags you already have. The plastic bag from the pharmacy, that bag of bags that you have under your sink, that is the 100% recycled trash bag, isn't it? Okay, so that's going to get you an A. If you're saying to yourself, eh, I don't want an A, I'm good with a B. 
<laughs> that was me as a student, by the way. I was fine with the B. <laughs> That's why I'm a podcast host now. <laughs> so if you <laughs> so if you want to be, you are either going to buy compostable bags that are certified compostable, or you are going to buy bags made of recycled plastic that have a high percentage of recycled plastic. Again, I recommend Hold On for compostable bags. They are linked in the show notes. And for bags made of recycled plastic, I recommend Green Poly. Again, linked in the show notes. So that's a B. If you are a C student, so you are mediocre head to toe, if you want to see in this class, you are going to buy plastic bags made with a smallish percentage of recycled plastic. So maybe those glad bags are for you, 50% recycled content. If you want a D in this class, because hey, D is still passing. If you want a D, you're going to buy a bag that says biodegradable simply because the word biodegradable sounds eco-friendly. <laughs> and then finally, if you are going to flunk and retake this class, you are going to buy trash bags made of virgin plastic. So no recycled plastic content, no plant-based fibers. That action will give you the F because we do not need to create any more plastic. Just look at our beaches, look at our oceans, no more plastic. The final word for today's show, purchasing a plant-based trash bag or a trash bag made with recycled plastic that action, that purchase does not give us carte blanche to continue to throw away whatever we want in whatever quantities we want. The right trash bag is not the solution to our collective overconsumption. It is also not the solution to our collective wastefulness as a society. So I so hope this episode gave you some new things to think about next time you purchase trash bags next time you line that trash bin. If you liked this show, if you learned something, please consider leaving it a rating and or a review on Apple Podcasts. Or if you're a Spotify listener, please consider giving it a rating, just a rating. They don't allow for reviews on Spotify. I am an independent podcaster. That means I do not have the backing of a network to help bolster and market my show. So a wonderful way that you can support my mission is to leave it a review. Thank you so much. Quick word on ads. I've received some pushback, some feedback on the amount of ads. I have sought to reduce them and I will continue to do so in the future. So for this episode and other episodes going forward, I want to hear from you as to whether the amount of ads seem appropriate to the quality of content you're getting. I want the content, of course, to be king and the ads to not detract from the content. On my end, I've gotten rid of some of the ads that are in the beginning and the end. And I want to know whether the content still outweighs the ads for this episode and episodes moving forward. Thank you so much. Emails in the show notes. I'm on social media. Reach out. Thank you for listening to Minute 30 of this show. Holy moly. <laughs> I'll see you next week.